Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. My Believe in Broncos podcast is presented by my friends at Superbook Sports. They have the most favorable pricing and better odds. They are the leader in Las Vegas for over 30 years. They have extensive wagering menu for everything you want to bet. And the mobile app, it's now available at Superbook.com. Coming soon, they will be at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. So sign up today and start betting. Welcome to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7. And fun times, the schedule has been released. So it's time to break it down. Can the Broncos return to relevancy in Vic Fangio's third season? There is an opportunity here. There is a rampway, an off-ramp for him to find traction early to give the Broncos a chance to stay around, to stay in the mix for the duration of the season. But the schedule, I think it's fair. They've got enough cupcakes on there to give themselves a chance. The hard part is Broncos opponents see them as a pastry as well. But the Broncos do have a handful of winnable games when you look at their defense. It's really going to come down to... Can they have a functional offense? They haven't averaged 21 points a game since Peyton Manning retired. So if they can get a functional offense, they will be in the playoff mix and should be a playoff team, frankly, with this schedule. For me, it's going to be close. So that's why I want to look at this schedule. You guys have some fun with it as well. When you listen to it, tweet back at me at Troy Rink, T-R-O-Y-R-E-N-C-K. Give me your schedule predictions, where you think some of these games land, where you think I might be off base. Uh, But I'm going to have a little fun with the schedule and break it down. So let's go. You guys ready? Okay. The Broncos open on the road with two consecutive games for the first time since 2003. These are winnable games. Week 1, September 12th at the Giants. That's a 225 mountain time start. The current line has the Broncos as a minus one point favorite from Superbook Sports. 42 points over under. This is a winnable game. I believe Teddy Bridgewater will have won the job. Let's take for a moment for this exercise that they don't get Aaron Rodgers. If they get Aaron Rodgers, obviously we can do this podcast again and go through it. But for this exercise, it's Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke, and I have Bridgewater winning the job in camp because of the fact Vic Fangio is coaching for his job, and the one thing the Broncos did worse than anyone last year was turn the ball over. Teddy Bridgewater has a history of taking care of the ball. So they go to the Giants, September 12th. They have a chance. It's Danny Dimes versus Teddy Two Gloves. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I just have seen the Broncos stink so often on the road that I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. Even though this is a game on paper, they should win. If healthy, I don't think they can win this game. I think they lose a close game because their offense is still trying to find its uh, traction. Even though they do have three preseason games this year, they'll be at Minnesota at Seattle, and then home on August 28th against the Rams. That will help, but we haven't seen the Broncos exactly uh, run on nitromethane to start seasons. In fact, Vic Fangio is 0-7 in September. The bagel in September. That is hard to believe, especially when you consider some of those losses were to a horrible Jaguars team and a terrible offensively-led Bears team at home. But they go to the Giants. I have Teddy Two Gloves as the starter, plays okay, protects the ball. They lose a close game. They're 0-1. Not a great start. 
there will be cries for Vic Fangio's job after that game, as there was after the Titans game a year ago, a game they should have won. So they go on one. Now they go to Jacksonville. That is a game you have to win. I hate to put must-win games on the schedule the uh, second week of the season, but that's a must-win game for the Broncos if they're going to be uh, a playoff team. That's the reality of it. So they have a, it's 11 a.m. start. I believe they, you know, they face Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars still are just a couple of years away from being a really good team under Urban Meyer. That's a game the Broncos should win. They go 1-1. One I'm not going to predict scores for these games because it's impossible to know. Just know with the Broncos, you're probably taking the under until proven otherwise. But they go 1-1 one one against the Jaguars. That brings us to their first home game, a late start at home. September 26th, one of their latest starts ever uh, to start the season and debut before the Broncos country, which we all anticipate at this rate will be uh, full house, full capacity. Let's hope so, fingers crossed, because a lot of teams miss their fans you know, certainly the Broncos would be in that top five that missed the home field advantage of the fans, the fans in the South stands, the tailgating. The entire atmosphere is conducive to giving a team that's kind of on the edge that little push in the back. So they open at home against the Jets. That should be uh, Zach Wilson, the, the quarterback from BYU, playing in that game. The Jets roster, they're just not very good right now. They I like what they've done with their coach with Robert Sala in the draft with the quarterback. But they don't have the weapons. This is the exact kind of game that Vic Fangio's defense is made for. Rookie quarterback, on the road, crowd involved. We saw that with Tua Tungavalola last year with the Dolphins. That is the game that Vic Fangio is built for. And they should win that game easily, frankly. And go to 2-1. and one. And that's what you like to see for the Broncos. They're in it. Instead of 0-7 the past two years when you're like, man, what are we doing here? It's not a slippery slope. It's just, it's black ice we're sliding down. And now at 2-1, and one, you're in it. And then here come the Ravens and Derek Wolf and the physicality and Lamar Jackson. You know, again, I think no doubt Fangio will design a scheme that will give Lamar Jackson trouble in the passing game. The issue is going to be you got to slow the Ravens down the run game. They are physical. They will grind it out. They will look to win a low-scoring, ugly game. And on paper, they're still one of the top five AFC teams for me. Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, they're a top five AFC team. The Ravens are right now. And this will be the year we can see if will Lamar Jackson make that step forward uh, when you look at his passing game. And they've added some weapons. They've tried to help him out. Can he take that next step forward? Because you're going to see with the Broncos, I bet, with Lamar Jackson, they might run out eight defensive backs at time. And they've got a secondary now that could give him some fits. I do not have them winning that game, though. I just don't have it be based on the Ravens. So that's two and two to start. Not bad. You're in it. You're frustrated. Maybe you feel like you could easily be three and one. You're not. No excuses. You just play the schedule. And that takes the Broncos to the Steelers, which is a game that'll put their season for the first time really feeling like they're on the brink a little bit. And they'll lose that game. They played well at the Steelers. But again, Broncos back east, 11 a.m. mountain time start. They just traditionally, even when they're good, they don't play well in those types of games. And Steelers fans are maniacal. They're crazy. This could be Big Ben's last year. That might be a time he's still playing well. We saw what he looked like at the end of last year. He was clearly just coughing up, you know, running on fumes. But in October, he's probably healthy then, and he's probably playing well, and they've added Najee Harris. You've got to believe they're going to have a more balanced attack than they did last year when they were throwing 55 times a game. 
The Broncos, to me, will compete. They always do under Fangio. That's the one thing I give Fangio. They had a bad stretch last year when they had injuries defensively where they got embarrassed. But for the most part, they're in every game. It's the fact that they just offensively can't go win a game and they can't keep from turning the ball over on many occasions. I have them losing that game. So that has them falling to 2-3, and three, which Broncos country will be wringing its hands Upset because you're looking at the long picture of a 17-game schedule. Do they have enough time to get back in this? Can they get competitive? Well, we'll look at that because it will begin on week six with a rival, and we'll discuss that game after the break. My show is presented in part by Hoggett Injury Law. With us, it's personal. Speaking of personal, let me tell you about my friend Darby Hoggett. I've known Darby for about a decade, coached his son in travel baseball. We used to hang out at games, talk about sports, especially the Denver Broncos. He's a big fan. We have become good friends. In fact, many of his clients have become his good friends. You don't even have to pay Darby up front. If your case goes as planned, Darby will be the one writing checks to you. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or injured at work, give his team a call at 1-833-HOGGETT. That's one 1- 833-H-O-G-G-A-T-T, or find out more, visit their website at www.hoggetlaw.com. Welcome back to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank, and we're breaking down the NFL schedule. If you just joined me, you went to this timestamp. I have the Broncos after their first five games at two and three. They lose to the Giants. They beat the Jags. They beat the Jets. They lose at home to the Ravens. They lose on the road to the Steelers. That brings a week six home matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders, October 17th. This is, a again, these are must-win games if you're a playoff team or if you're going to be in the hunt. The Raiders, to me, look like they could really be awful this year. I mean, they, they, they look like a boomer bust team, that it's all going to finally come together for Gruden, or it is just going to get ugly and just become a mess. And all the change on the offensive line, All the issues they've dealt with defensively, the draft picks haven't really worked out. They've reached for so many players over the last few years. I just think this is the year the Raiders, they struggle like the Broncos have over the last few years. So I have the Broncos winning this game. You know, Derek Carr has played some of his better games against the the Broncos, but he's also had a tendency to just not take sacks and not be the guy that could go down and win a game late. He usually completes a high percentage. There will be a better challenge for him this year with this Broncos secondary, with a Ronald Darby, with a Kyle Fuller, with Pat Sertan, with, uh, you hope, Bryce Callahan. But you finally have some depth if you're the Broncos. You have a chance uh, to shut some teams down, maybe create a short field for your offense and Teddy Two Gloves, or at that point, if you're struggling, maybe Drew Locke is working as a reliever at times. That's the one advantage if they do have two quarterbacks, is you could go to a guy if another guy's struggling. That was not an option last year. But now at least you would have two guys who've won games in the NFL. But again, I believe Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, will win the job because of his ability to take care of the ball. The issue will be, can he take enough chances for them to score points? Because as TJ Ward said on my most recent podcast, and I hope you go listen to it, they're playing seven-on-seven in the NFL now. It's the NBA. Everyone's shooting threes. And if you're going to be the team running the Princeton office with backdoor cuts and hope to win 50-48, to Good luck. But as TJ told me, the, the 2015 kind of defense, it doesn't exist. All the rules benefit the offense. Everything is steered toward the offense and scoring points. You have to think in terms of scoring 25 points to be a playoff team against the Raiders defense at home. 
That should be possible. You win that game. You go to 3-3. Three and three. That brings up the Broncos' only primetime game of the season. A Thursday night. I don't even know if those count as primetime, honestly. Thursday night? Are you kidding me? But it's at the Browns. Normally, you'd think, that's a win. Browns are terrible. No, no, no. Not anymore. Browns turned the corner last year under Kevin Stefanski. They ran the crap out of the football the second half of the season. I think Baker in the second half of the season was like 19 touchdowns and two picks. He figured it out. We're going to run, and then we're going to do play action, and we're going to do bootleg, and he stopped taking chances, and all of a sudden, wow, Cleveland's really good. And they they improved their defense and their secondary as much as any team other than the Broncos this offseason. That's going to be a tough win at Cleveland. I'm sure the weather, the, the wind will be blowing. I've uh, been there a couple times. I mean, that's a cool place. The fans are crazy there. Uh, they even, before games there, when we were there with Peyton Manning, at one point they had – stage people run onto the field and security tackling them just to get ready for the game. I mean, that's when you know your fans are rowdy. When you stage people running onto the field to give your security team some work, if you will. So I just, I think the Broncos will be close and they'll be in that game. I just don't think they're going to win it because it's on the road. You're going to detect a theme from me on this is that when you have a team that's struggling, I don't trust that they can win on the road. And I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they do figure it out on the road, they're easily a playoff team with their home schedule. But they got to prove it to me. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, yeah, this is the year, this is the year. No, 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 no. We've lived the Case Keenum. We've lived uh, the Joe Flacco experience. We lived Drew Locke last year. I'm not going to sit here and tell you fans uh, and be intellectually dishonest that, oh, yeah, they got Teddy Bridgewater. Everything, all the problems are solved. He's got to prove it. And maybe he will. But they lose to the Browns. They're 3-4. and four. They come back home to Washington on October 31st. These are games you have to win if you're going to be in the hunt. Washington won the NFC East last year. They were terrible at times. They won their division with a losing record. So they are a division champion in name only. They will likely have Ryan Fitzpatrick in the mix. He is a blast to watch. He is exciting for both his team and the other team. You've got to turn him over. You've got to make him take chances because he will. He'll have that old school game of 300 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. And the Broncos have a strategy for that with Fangio. He, that's where if they're going to get better, they get takeaways. A guy like Fitzpatrick, you've got to lead him into those turnovers. Make him take chances. I think they will. I think the Broncos will be able to survive that in a close game because Washington's defense is just honoring. I mean, they get after the quarterback led by Chase Young. Uh, so the Broncos line, and they added a right tackle today in Bobby Massey from the Bears. So when you look at their line, the projected starters, you have Garrett Bowles at left tackle, Dalton Reisner at left guard, Lloyd Cushenberry or Quinn Miners at center, likely Cush to start the season. Right, gra- uh, right guard is Graham Glasgow, right tackle Bobby Massey. That is a decent group. Massey's got to show he can stay healthy, though. He missed 14 games the past two years to injury, and he's going to be 32 in August. But... He is the answer with Juwan James out for the season. And you do have Calvin Anderson as a swing tackle. Whoever the tackle is, right tackle that game, is going to have his hands full with Chase Young. I believe because it's at home, another trend you will detect, the Broncos win. They improve to 4-4. Four and four. They don't have to aspire to mediocrity anymore. But then they go to the Cowboys. And man, does America love the Cowboys. Every network. It's all they talk about. Thank God Dak Prescott signed his contract. I could not stand another story about Prescott and his contract. And I'm happy for him. He got paid. I think he's one of the top five now richest athletes in America at $107 million guaranteed. And good for Dak. 
I like everything about Dak. Uh, it's unfortunate the gruesome injury he had with his ankle. But the Cowboys put up points. They don't stop anyone, but I think their defense will be better this year. But on the road, that's a game that the Broncos, can they win with 28 points, 30 points? I haven't seen that. And I know Dak Prescott with the weapons they have. C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup, the former CSU star. Uh, you look at uh, a healthy Zeke Elliott with Prescott back. I mean, this is a team offensively that gets after it. That is not their issue. So for the Broncos to win, they got to be thinking in terms of 25, 23, 30-27. And I haven't seen that game on the road. I really haven't. So I have them losing. They're 4-5. and five. It's November. You're feeling the pressure. But then, again, this schedule... Giving him chances, just like GM George Payton giving Vic Fangio a chance to give, uh, win his job back, keep his job. The NFL is with this schedule. This home schedule the Broncos have, I'm telling you, it's just cupcakes. It's like uh, Carlos Bakery. Everywhere I look, cupcake, cupcake, cupcake. Except the fact every team on this schedule thinks the Broncos are a cupcake. That's what's the, the irony of this. But they got the Eagles. The Eagles are rebuilding. No Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts. I love his talent. love everything about his makeup. That's, again, the kind of quarterback that Vic Fangio's defense should absolutely just muffle and muzzle and just put down uh, and, and, and force to struggle. Those young quarterbacks against the Broncos at mile high with their fans, that's a game I see the Broncos winning, if not winning easily. Uh, we hope to see Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner in that game, but that's not a game I think the Eagles are capable of winning on the road. The Broncos win. They're 5-5. Five and five. And now the bye week. Take a moment. The bye week. They're off. That's not a terrible bye week. Week 11, it's deep into the season, but it also it's sort of at the half point, halfway point. You don't want an early one because of the fact that you know, you're not dealing with injuries usually by then. So you, it's not terrible. It's not perfect, but a no, November 21 bye is reasonable. You come out of that bye, and these are when the Broncos have to make their run if they're going to be in it. Over this next month, for me, is when they figure out, are they in the playoff mix? And it's going to come down to a couple of games late. But this next five-week stretch is huge. You host the Chargers. Justin Herbert had the best rookie quarterback season of all time statistically in terms of touchdowns. He is a rising star in every way, but he's still young. And the Chargers still have issues at times in Denver, just like last year when they allowed the Broncos to rally for that huge win. Maybe Drew Locke's most impressive win, certainly his most impressive home win, and he's beaten the Chargers twice. He might be starting by then. Who knows? But whether it's Teddy or Drew, that's a winnable game. It's a game you frankly have to win if you want to be in the mix. I have the Broncos winning that game 6-5 and five at the record at that point. Then they go to the Chiefs. I'm not picking them to beat the Chiefs, and I'm going to give you a sneak uh, preview and a spoiler alert. I'm not picking them to beat the Chiefs in November or January or December or September. They've lost 11 straight to the Chiefs. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning retired. So if you all want to be, pick them to beat the Chiefs, that's on you. I'm not picking a team that scores 20 points a game to pick a team to beat a team that typically can score between around 35 points a game. And I don't want to hear about, oh, they were close last year in Kansas City. They got red zone stops. And what did they do? Mismanaged the clock and lost because they allowed Patrick Mahomes to go down and beat them. So prove me wrong. I'm fine with that. I'm not picking them to beat the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are going to have a chip on their shoulder after getting their ears boxed in the Super Bowl. So Chiefs, 11 a.m. game in Kansas City in December. 
The Broncos, I think, have had three quarterbacks win in December on the road at Kansas City. One of those being John, you know, obviously John Elway and Peyton Manning. It's not a celebrated list. It is very difficult to win at Kansas City anytime, especially in December. That's a loss. Broncos fall to six and six. And here is the stretch where they have a chance. They haven't been six five hundred late in a season since Vance Joseph's last year when they were six and six. And then they proceeded to lose their final four games. Well, this year they'll have five games because it's a 17-game schedule and a chance for Vic Fangio to get him into the playoffs, to get him over 500, and have a chance to save his job. The next game, December 12th versus the Lions. I don't want to hear about biting kneecaps, how tough the Lions are under Dan Campbell, all that. He seems like a good dude. He's going to bring a, an attitude and an edge. They don't have enough talent. They are a, a couple years away from being competitive. This is a game, if you're the Broncos, you should win easily. I'm talking 28-10, to 30-13, that kind of win. Get you some momentum as you look at your schedule. You improve then with that win to 7-6. and six. The next weekend, you bring the Bengals to town. Joe Burrow, LSU. He's got Jamar Chase. So Lionel Bienvenu, my sports director, he's going to be happy. He's an LSU guy. You got LSU guys. I hope uh, Burrow balls out this year and he is healthy and they're putting up points. They still are going to struggle to win on the road. They aren't that team yet. And that's a game, again, young quarterbacks for Vic Fangio defense and experienced secondary. By that point in the season, that Broncos secondary and the communication should be on point with Justin Simmons, with Kareem Jackson, and Fuller, and Darby, and Sertan, and a healthy Von Miller and Chubb. Von Miller and Chubb, the one season they played together, they each had double-digit sacks. And that's how this has to work. Sacks, pressure, Create chances for takeaways. I mean, the only guy got takeaways last year was Justin Simmons. I think the team had 16. He had six of them. I mean, you've got to get picks. you got to get picks from Darby and Fuller to change the game. I think you were able to do that in a game like this. You're able to run the football, whether it's Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams making a push for Offensive Rookie of the Year at this point in the season. You win, you go to 8-6, and six, and then you go to at the Raiders. After Christmas, December 26th, you're all hungover. You're feeling guilty because you went out to the casino on Christmas Day. You're wondering how you're going to pay for presents now because you're broke, because all those casinos are not built on everyone that goes out there and wins. I kid because I care. Vegas is great. I love going there to visit. It is family-friendly now if you want that option. It's uh, non-family-friendly if you want that option as well. And that stadium, uh, Allegiant Stadium I went to last year, it is the nicest stadium in the history of the NFL. Vikings is right there. Dallas Cowboys is bigger. That Raiders stadium is fantastic. And they have two clubs now working with bottle service down in the end zone. It's a party, but it won't be for the Raiders because I think this is the year they dissolve before our eyes. The John Gruden experiment officially will be completely called into question. Mike Mayock could be gone at the end of the year. It's just the, the series of drafts where they haven't been able to hit. They're lacking defense. Uh, it comes to haunt them, and they just don't have enough. The Broncos win on the road. And why is that significant? That's, for me, they're only their second road win. That's the only reason that's keeping the Broncos from being a playoff team is I don't know that they're going to be good enough on the road. But I have them winning that game. They go to 9-6. and six. So they finish two games. They finish in the division. They go at the Chargers. So far. So far, the Chargers are in primetime, I think, three or four times. They're getting a dry run for the Super Bowl. They want to make sure that stadium, because this will be the first year with fans at SoFi, they got to make sure all the kinks are worked out before the Super Bowl. Broncos aren't going to be in the Super Bowl. It's not a worry for them. But they got to make sure that stadium's ready to go, ready to host the fans, ready to get after it. 
Chargers at home. I think that's a close game, just like it was last year with Justin Herbert. You know, he's going to make plays. The key will be there's going to be a couple of decisive moments in the red zone. And can the Broncos score a touchdown or settle for a field goal? Field goals lose road games. That's my concern with the Broncos at the Chargers. I have them losing, falling to 9-7. and seven. That means their playoff berth hinges on beating the Chiefs at home in Week 18 in a 17-game season. As I've told you, I'm not picking the Broncos to beat the Chiefs. I will say this, they have a realistic chance to win this game because it's possible Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. They have probably clinched everything by that point. So if they're not playing for the number one overall seed, perhaps he sits. I'm not willing to take that chance in my prediction. I have them losing in a close game to the Chiefs for the 13th consecutive time. The record is 11. They've tied that already. So with two losses this upcoming season, they run that streak, unfortunately, to 13 games in a row. But it's 9-8. and eight. And that's how I see them because they have a great defense and an offense that has to show me they can prove it. They can get a physical identity offensively with Gordon and Javante Williams, and their quarterbacks can get to you know 25 touchdowns, 12 picks, 10 picks. The Broncos could easily be 10-7 and seven in the playoffs. But for me, as I just do my first reaction to this schedule and fun predictions, and that's what this is, let's be honest, because we have no idea about the health of the team. We don't even know who the quarterback's going to be because if it's Aaron Rodgers, this exercise was just in haste. But I have them going 7-2 and two at home, 2-6 and six on the road, 9-8 and eight as the first team out, if you will, in the playoffs. But they finally end their streak of four consecutive losing seasons. So let me know what you think. Let me know who you think they can beat on the road if it's not. Uh, I have two wins. Let me know if you think they're a playoff team and what your over-under is for them. But I have it on first reaction on the night the scheduler is released going 9-8. and eight. Hope you all enjoy it again. This Believe in Broncos podcast is brought by my, brought to you by my friends at Superbook Sports. They are the presenting sponsors. I appreciate them. And Hoggett Injury Law. My friend Darby, thanks as always for his support of this podcast. You guys have really uh, started to listen and subscribe. So thank you for that. And please pass the word along. Let me know what you think. But so far, we've had great traction on these podcasts. Thank you to my oldest son, Dagan, who produces them. Makes it all possible and easy for me to turn them around more quickly for you all. So I do this podcast for you all in Broncos country. But happiness, that starts with me. So go out there and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.